Hi, everyone, and welcome to a quick bite edition of Snacking with the Saints. I am flying kind of solo today. Uh, Lena is spending time with family after spending some awesome time on a mission trip serving. Uh, so I am flying solo without my Lena, but we have a special guest today. Leah Darrow joined us on the podcast today. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, Leah Darrow is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She is a speaker, coach, podcaster, and author of the new Christocentric personal development program, Power Made perfect. A former model on reality TV, she experienced a life-changing conversion back to her faith. She has a driving passion to lead and inspire women to embrace the mercy of Christ in their lives. Through her speaking engagements, book, podcast, and coaching, she's created a beautiful sisterhood of incredible women who are striving to be a light in this world. Leah joined us today to share about her snacks, her favorite saints, and also about the amazing work she's doing with her new program. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Here's Leah. Uh, Leah, uh, thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to have you here. And then I want to extend uh, my thanks for my co-host, uh, Lena. She couldn't be with us today, but we're both just so ecstatic to uh, be having this conversation with you. So thank you. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, so you are, I think, really, I just want to extend uh, my thanks to you for just the work you're doing as a teacher of our faith. And, and personally, I just want to say, um, you know, I've been on the receiving end of some of your talks at different conferences and focus and things like that. So I'm truly so blessed to have you here. Thank you again. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah. So on our show, we are, you know, snacking with the saints. We talk about the greatest things in life, which is food and the lives of the saints. But before we get into kind of the meat of things, I know you are an Office fan. <laughs> I am a huge Office fan too. It's the only show that we watch. I mean, is there another show? I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know. It's the only one for us in our house. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so I have a question I like to ask um, mm -hmm. office fanatics, and then I have, I'm going to need you to like settle an argument after that. But my go-to question is always like, what is your most quoted obscure office line? Like only someone like myself who never turns it off would hear it and know it. I got it. Yeah, know. I definitely have one for sure. Uh, it is <laughs> during a very, during, during any type of lull in a conversation, I will take a deep sigh and say, this city. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yes, I love that one. And no one, no one probably knows what you're talking about, right? <laughs> no, Unless <laughs> really no one knows any idea. They just think what is wrong with I her. Know. But I have done this in legit business meetings. <laughs> I have done this uh, in front of family and friends, strangers, because I am doing it for myself. Right. I need to just break mental tension within me. And if I just conjure up a little bit of Michael Scott, <laughs> that kind of usually does the trick. Nice. Ours in our houses. Um, like, you know, if I'm like, did you, you know, did you move my hairbrush? And my husband's like, no, I did. I'm like, I don't trust you, Phyllis. Or it's like, I know that you moved it, you know, <laughs> or we also say like, you don't, you know, if you don't take the trash out, I send it back. <laughs> like That's our our big back. yeah our, those are our two in our house um so speaking of my husband um we have this argument all the time when we rewatch, and I need you to help settle settle this mm -hmm. argument for us so he has the hot take that Pam is no good for Jim and that he should have picked Karen and I I like Karen as a character I don't know if that's a controversial take but um I think they're 
Pam and Jim are obviously made for each other, but he does not like how Pam had basically an emotional affair. He thinks that she's no good. And I mean, it's even after that story arc is over, the whole rest of the nine seasons, he just can't stand Pam. Um, he doesn't see anything redeeming about her. So I need to know what you think. Are you team Karen or team Pam? And mm. settle that for us. Okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about, it's not so black and white. However, I will say I side with your husband's opinion a lot, but maybe not at a place of, I don't maybe agree with the conclusion of his thoughts. So what I mean by that is mm-hmm. that Pam really does need to work on herself. She yeah. did have an emotional affair. And let's talk about the fact that she was not supporting her husband and his dreams to not sell paper anymore and right? to do something else. And she was so caught up in wanting her comfort of staying in Scranton that she couldn't sacrifice short term for long term gains for their marriage and the dreams in their life together. I think mm. that's the bigger problem really? more than actually the emotional affair. Okay. The emotional affair was a symptom of both of them not communicating their deepest dreams right. to one another. Right. So they need, they need major personal development work. Oh, for sure. They, and they, they absolutely need it. They, right. they need power made perfect. Right. So for you, you're still team Pam and Jim. I think that they're a great couple together. Right. And they they were able to redeem a lot. And at the very last, uh, the last two episodes where they're kind of showing where the cast is now mm, uh, for mm-hmm. this little documentary that they were a part of. Yeah. Pam does admit she just did not trust Jim and she did not embrace how much he loved her. Mm, mm-hmm. So I think that you can kind of see like the reason why she was the way that she was. Um, and it was really beautiful. And then Tim or, or Jim, excuse me, Jim owns up to his problems of like not really loving her the way that he needed to as a husband and helping her move along in this journey they're both on together. Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting. Like I yeah. think Karen was there for a point, obviously, to mm-hmm. show the juxtaposition between Pam and everybody else. But at the same time, Pam really annoyed me. That character yeah. annoyed me deeply because I'm like, girl, get it together. Don't you just want to help her? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I feel the same. I hadn't thought of that towards the end. My My problem in that arc is always like Jim at the beginning. I feel like for me, I focus more on like, you're like clearly leading Karen on. Just tell Pam how you feel, like you said. But I really tend to forget about that tension at the end. That's a really interesting take. That tension at the end was the tension that was building for years. Mm. It was like, it's part of the reason behind all of the pranks that Jim had on Dwight. Mm. It was like, I have to entertain in my, myself in my life because it is, it, it, I, I'm dying. There's a lot yeah. of despair there in his life because of his work and the meaning behind it. So he's doing something to entertain himself. And that's his hobby. His hobby <laughs> wow. was pranks yeah. on Dwight because he wasn't fulfilling his dreams of uh-huh. sports marketing. Yeah. Oh my, I have to say, I'm living for, I've never met someone who thinks as deeply about the office as I do. So this, I'm living for this. This, you shed so much light on so much. (laughs) Wow, thank you. you Whatever I can do to contribute to the world. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, I'm gonna, he's gonna hear all this. He's gonna get that, get that tea for us. Okay, and we always start off just to ease into the conversation where we get to the uh, more heavy things. Um, What are you snacking on this week? What are you loving? What's your comfort Mm. snack? Maybe when you're okay. watching The Office. So I have had this new um, 
health concern that's come mm-hmm. up. I had to yeah. get some new testing done because yeah. I just wasn't feeling good. Mm-hmm. You know, I could just, something wasn't right and yeah. it hadn't been right for years. Okay. So I got a ton of blood work done and I found out that I have a lot of food allergies. Oh, wow. So my, my snacking is totally different. Mm-hmm. I am now snacking on gluten-free, dairy-free, corn-free chips with guacamole. Mm. I also have been doing that thing that I've seen on Instagram, which is I take dates and I stuff it with peanut butter oh, yeah. and then I dip it into a like a dairy-free chocolate or something like a 100% chocolate. Like, yeah, that's good. On it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love I've that. Those. Yeah, listening to your body and still enjoying some good stuff. I mean, dates are like candy for me. I really can't eat them unless it's like a real extreme sugar craving moment. Yeah, they are very sweet. I've never really eaten them until I've entered into this new stage of my life with new foods where I can basically, I had eliminated about 90% of what I was eating. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, but I realized like I needed something sweet and there were like dates and I'm like, oh yeah, those things. Yeah. Mm. They're not <laughs> bad. Like, so I'll eat them. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're pretty good actually. Stuffed with peanut butter and dipped in chocolate. Yeah, I think delicious. they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So like I said, the two, two loves of life, we got our food and now for the lives of the saints, um, I know that your uh, saint is your favorite saint is deeply connected to the new program that you yeah. have coming out that we want to hear all about. But uh, if there was one life of uh, one life of one saint that you feel like more people should know about or really embrace um, or just your favorite who's impacted you, who is that? Gosh, man, I got these two women. I just can't pick between the two. It's okay if you want to fangirl over both. We do that on our show. I might just have to do that. Yeah, so I please. would say there are two women that I love. And really there's three, but mm-hmm. they all are very similar. They mm-hmm. all have a very similar life story. So I'll just tell you the first yeah. one is St. Mary of Egypt. Okay. I know a little bit about her, but not a ton. Yeah. She is an early saint and has an amazing story. She, from a very young age, was kind of sold, like, basically she was sex trafficked. Mm-hmm. And then from there, she just began to, on her own, continue that work. Mm-hmm. And she would sell herself for, you know, for, for, for money and stuff like that. And she got one point where she got so into this work of prostitution that she began to crave it. Mm-hmm. And then she began to, it was like a game. She would try to get men to fall just to watch them fall. Mm, yeah. And so she did this, I believe in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and it was right in front of one of the uh, churches and she would see all these pilgrims come and she would try to get in between them and basically God yeah. and she would get them to, she would try to, to lure them into mm-hmm. her works. And so all of this was going on, but she had this massive moment of conversion right in front of the church. Mm -hmm. And she just felt the need that God was telling her to put it all down. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't sure if this was true or not. To make a long story short, she tries to get into the church and the doors won't open. Wow. And the doors were opening for everybody else and everybody got into the church. And after everybody was in there, she tries to go in and the doors are locked. Mm -hmm. That brings her to a moment of prayer. Yeah. And she just says, if you just let me go in, I will change my life. Just mm. let me go in and see you. I'll change my life. Wow. The door is opened. Wow. She pulled again. The door opened. She went inside and she sat down and she had a deep conversion. She said that she would put down all of her sinful ways. She would live for the Lord. 
she walked out of there and she had this, she, she still wasn't completely at peace. Mm-hmm. And she felt something tell her inside of her soul, inside of her heart, to go into the desert, that she'll find peace in the desert. Mm-hmm. And there's this beautiful statue of Our Lady, the Theotokos, right there. Mm-hmm. And she was looking at that statue of Our Lady during this whole time. And she really kind of felt that this message was was from God and, and possibly from Our Lady as well. Mm-hmm. And so she goes out into the desert. And she basically becomes this... Um, what am I trying to say? She's like, basically becomes like a ascetic. Like mm-hmm. she is out into the desert and she is just living off of whatever people give her and she prays and she lives this massive life of repentance. Wow. So St. Mary of Egypt is just one of my favorites. Um, the other two that I love are St. Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. And then, which is obviously pretty similar. Yes, that's right. And then uh, St. Fotina or Fotini depending on how you want to say it. Mm-hmm. But, and she is the saint that it can be found in John four. Okay. And that's, she is the saint that has been guiding so much of my ministry and my work. And so when I came upon her, it just seemed to be, she just was the cornerstone of like helping me bring out evangelization in accessible ways to people. Wow. What is it about her life that kind of struck you or what we always say like the saint, we call the saints like our friends. Like how did they, reach out to you? Like, what is it about? How did your lives converge? Well, I think just reading the scripture of John Mm -hmm. four, I mean, John four is, as you know, Mm -hmm. you might know it as the Samaritan woman at the well. Mm -hmm. Well, her name is Fotini, Mm -hmm. St. Fotini. uh, She has this encounter with Christ at the well. And she, there was nobody there, as you know, because she was going in the middle of the day and she didn't have any friends and they were, she was being talked about in the town square, so to speak. And she has this encounter with Jesus. Jesus asks her these questions, and he really gives us the path of how we should live our life right there in that conversation with her. And in that conversation, she embraces truth while she's facing truth. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. She embraces that. She says yes to this new life. And then she is good to her word. She lives it out. Mm -hmm. So... I, I really connect with this. I was coming back from New York after I had just left, you know, top model and mm-hmm. modeling in New York. And I had zero friends, no one to help me. No one wanted to be near me. And the people who used to live my old life don't want to be near me because now I'm not going to do that old stuff. Yeah. So I have people of faith who aren't being very kind to me. I've got the old sinners back there who don't want anything mm-hmm. to do with me. And I just felt totally alone. Yeah. And I was like, and I remember going into adoration being like, Lord, what do I do? Like, send me your friends because I can't mm-hmm. seem to find a friend. The, the, your faithful Christians, some of yeah. them think I'm tainted and don't want to deal with me. Mm-hmm. And then I can't go back to the sinners I was hanging out with because we know how long, you know, I, I'd last if that would be the case. Yeah. And so I just really connect with St. Fotini. Like, I get it, man. I get it when you change your life and everybody questions what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I also understand when God transforms your life, you can't but help share that with other people. 100%. You have to go back into the town and let everybody know. And you're like, I don't care what you think of me. I don't care what you're going to say about me because I know this is true. And I know that what's happened to me can happen to you. And Mm -hmm. I just, you know, she said that every bit of that just resonates deeply within my core. And I just, you know, St. Fotini has just been there continuing to encourage me time and time again to continue to go back into kind of village after village that Christ puts me in Mm -hmm. to share good news. Yeah, that's exactly 
why we're so passionate about sharing the lives of the saints is because we always say that you have a friend in heaven who sees you and knows what you've been through, like no matter what situation you're in, because there's so many. And I mean, that's kind of the whole, the walk with Christ that we're never alone. And we have those people that call out to us to support us in the journey from heaven. Yes. Yes, um, amen. So I know your work is, um, as we read in your bio, it's so centered on just care and ministry to women. I've been impacted myself um, through your teaching and evangelization, and that leads us to your new program, Power Made Perfect. What inspired you to create it? After all the work that you've done, what led you to this moment in this program in this time? Yeah, I was given a keynote presentation at Focus Mm -hmm. um, back in, gosh, 2013, and after that keynote presentation, I stood in line because one of the um, assistants had said, hey, listen, there's going to, I think there's some people who want to come and talk to you after your presentation. Mm -hmm. Do you want to stand right here and we'll just direct people to you? And I said, sure, of course, I'll talk to people. I think I was, sorry, I think I was at that conference and I think I came up to you in that line. (laughs) This, I think I had, well, maybe your book or something and like, you might've signed it for me. So I stood in that line and I received people for six hours. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yep. For six hours straight, there was a a line longer than I could even imagine snaking around the, all the hallways and everywhere for people lining up to talk to me, to tell me, me too, to ask me questions. How do I live my life? How Mm. do I forgive myself? Mm. How can I have a better routine? It was just like, these were human formation questions. It wasn't like, what novena should I pray to do this? Mm -hmm. They were just like, how can you change your life with the Lord? Mm, How do you do it practically? And I don't share that story to impress you. I, I share it to impress upon you and every listener that, these are questions we all have. Mm-hmm. And it really it was in that moment that things began to turn. And I began thinking about how can I really serve people? Mm-hmm. What is God asking me to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, that, that this work and personal development really began in that moment when mm-hmm. I saw the need. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Lord, how can we fill that need? And my work and in my talks, I've tried to incorporate as much, you know, coaching, so to speak, as I can from the stage. But it got to the point where I just needed to go completely all in and create Mm -hmm. something that would really give glory to God, be based in Holy Scripture, but also work practically through the things in our life that are keeping us stuck in a life that's not fully alive with God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, when you think about it, so much of our um, culture does not fit in with the life that so many Christians want to lead or are trying to lead. Mm-hmm. And at every way, you're seeing kind of the opposite modeled. So it makes so much sense that there's so many Christians who don't know just like the practical, what does life, daily life as a disciple look like? Yeah, and oh gosh, there's just so many struggles that we all have. Like we're not alone. And so many of us have not been taught mm-hmm. this human formation element. And we cannot just live with this spiritual formation piece. We are mind and body. We are body and mm-hmm. soul. And God wants both to work in beautiful harmony. And so we, we really need to do the work in human development or personal development to go alongside the spiritual formation that we're receiving um, from our faith. So we're, we can picture that line snaking around for sure, but maybe who... Who can, who, who was in that line? If that makes sense. Like who is, when you made this, when you made this program, as you're making it, as you're 
getting people to, you know, pre-sign up and all those things. Who do you imagine finding this and benefiting from it? Like who was, who were you speaking to as you wrote it? Who are you thinking of? Oh gosh. Yeah. There, there's a few, you know, to me, I, I think about, about myself mm-hmm. and I think about these different versions of myself at different times of my life and making a program for her. Yeah. I made a program for me when I was, I mean, I was just stuck. I knew that I had something to give and offer, but I just couldn't break through whatever problem I had or whatever the, the mindset it was mm-hmm. to actually do it. I made the program for me when I literally did not know what to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what my problem was, but I knew that I was always depressed and I was giving myself excuses every freaking day to not really be fully me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I made this program for that person. I made this program so that if you're in a place too, and you are, maybe you're already making progress, but you're just are halting and you're at that space and you're just not quite sure how far you can go. That's the spot that you need to break through. Mm-hmm. So many of us just keep doing the same thing over and over and wondering why our life is not changing. Because we're not doing anything different. Mm -hmm. And we're not really tackling the problem at its root cause. Mm -hmm. The problem is root cause in terms of like our beliefs, our mindset, generational sin, generational Mm -hmm. problems that are really being a part of that. Looking into deep healing in our life with Christ and then allowing God to work in our life so that we can work in our lives. Right? So many of us, we have, and I talk about this in the program what I encourage people to do is to be an active player in their life. Mm, yeah. And too many times we become NPCs. And an NPC, it stands for non-player character. <laughs> okay. Okay, so a non-player character, if you're a gamer, you'll know this turn. But a non-player character is somebody like in a video game. It's they, They're always going to do the same thing. It's the bartender when you walk into the bar and he always has like three or four different sayings. He's always washing a glass or serving a drink, but basically he's always doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. He's keeping himself busy, but nothing ever changes in his life. He's a non-player character. He's in the game, Mm -hmm. but he's not running the game. Right. Not the main character. So what are you in your life? Mm-hmm. Are you a non-player character in your own life? Are you yeah. just going through the motions day after day? Yeah, no, I'm fine. It's okay. You say the same things every day and you're wondering why nothing's changing. You mm-hmm. think the same things every day and mm-hmm. you're wondering why nothing is changing. Yeah. All of that. We're not called to be NBCs. We're called to be active players in our life, yeah. to work with the power of God to change our life. And so this program equips you to take these skills and tools and then to apply them to your life from this point on. Mm-hmm. I am basically coaching you to coach yourself with mm. Christ into a life that is more full and lives from a more beautiful and peaceful state. Amen. So would you say it's just like anyone who like heard that it resonates with, or is it like more for like young adults, young married, someone who's not in a stage of like really knowing their vocation yet, or it's just like anyone who just wants to make a change? Yep. It is honest to God for everyone. It mm-hmm. is meant there's no age. Um, I recommend, you know, like 18 and older, but if you right. want to take it younger then as long as your you know, parents say it's okay, go for it. I mean, nothing is inappropriate in yeah. content, but this is truly about personal development. This mm-hmm. is what Christ has called us to do. 
He calls us to live an abundant life. St. Paul tells us to take off the old man and become the new man in Christ. What does that mean then? Is it just belief in Jesus or is it actually organizing your day and your life and your minds and your actions to be in alignment with Christ? And so we're called Mm. to do this type of work, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you, if you claim Christ as savior, if you call yourself a Christian, you have entered into the greatest personal development program on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so it just, it's just how, like, how much action do you want to take to activate that in your life? Right. Right. So I mean, I'm sold on it. It sounds like there's, I can think of myself and so many things that I'm struggling with, but then also just so many friends who, especially women who um, are struggling with this. Why do you think women, I mean, maybe everyone tends to get stuck, but do you think, do you see like a particular issue with women? Like, what is it in us that specifically needs this push sometimes? What do you think? Ooh, I would say for, first off, I think that we all need it, men and Mm -hmm. women. Um, What might be more particular to women, Mm -hmm. I really think are limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. The, I'm just not that type of a person. I can't do it. It's too hard. It's too expensive. Uh, Whatever, whatever that limiting belief is that's kind of resonating in your life, it is controlling your life. And limiting beliefs are really at the core of what we have to unearth in personal development. Because your limiting belief is connected to your identity. Mm-hmm. When you start saying, I'm just this type of a person, you've made it a part of your identity. Mm. And we have to check those because not all of them come from God. Mm. Yeah. And when they're not coming from God and it's something that's changing your identity, my guess it's probably coming from the enemy. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's tapping into a hurt wound from your past or something that happened in your childhood. But either way, these limiting beliefs that we all have have to be at, you know, like step one of this work and personal development. And women in particular, I think, really struggle with limiting beliefs. And we use these limiting beliefs as excuses to not be fully active in our life. Mm -hmm. And not to fully take on what God wants us to in our life. Mm -hmm. I mean, God has massive plans for us. He has grand plans for us. Mm -hmm. He did not call you to be small. He called you to live your life out loud fully and boldly with him. Mm -hmm. But we can't do it from a place of limiting beliefs. Amen. You you cannot. And they literally limit you. Mm -hmm. And you were not made for a life like that. No. Yeah. I spent a few years, um, too many years as a youth minister. And I can, can't tell you how many times, um, usually when I got into a conversation with, um, a young teen girl it always, whatever struggle they had, usually because they believed some kind of lie about themselves, it always came back to their identity wasn't rooted in Christ. And that just muddied everything else. So, um, I can tell from experience, I've talked to so many girls who, um, could benefit from someone really walking with them in that way. And I mean, that's why I loved youth ministry. Cause I wanted to be that person to walk with them. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, I probably did at some point, but now I've got a baby and, um, you know, like you said, there's just, when you see how many people need this work, like there's six hour long line, you realize that, um, yeah. there's more than just one person can do like person to person sometimes, which is why Jesus called us to go out, I guess, and do the big things like you're talking about. Yeah, we, these are big things. Working on ourselves is the big thing. You know, I mean, it really is. It's, it's, I've decided that it's the work that God is really calling me to. Mm. It's what I'm going to go hands down into. 
And you have to do that. You, when you realize what God is calling you to, you have to let go of what everybody else thinks or says. Mm-hmm. And I, I know this is good work. Definitely. I know that this is what Christ wants us to do. He wants mm-hmm. us to spend a little bit more time on really what we believe about ourselves. Yeah. And this isn't about trying to make some great dream happen of yours. I want all your dreams to happen as long as they're in alignment with God. But I'm more concerned about, do you have all the right skills and tools to make that happen? Mm-hmm. And that's what we do in Power Made Perfect. Mm-hmm. Power Made Perfect is made for that. Yeah. It's to help you with those skills and give you the tools you need so that you can really live an active life with the Lord. Amen. So um, I know it's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about when is, when can we start? Where can we sign up? How can we, how can we find it? Yes, absolutely. So we are launching this out in just a couple days. Uh, it'll be launched on Friday, July 22nd. Great. And so we're there, we're launching and all you have to do is go to leahdero.com and you'll be able to find Power Made Perfect. You can get all the information. It's, you can find out exactly what the is what is inside the course. The course is split up into two parts. We have the first half is restoration mm-hmm. and the second half is resurrection. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so because we have to, restore, mm-hmm. right? We have to allow God to do the work, the inner work first before we get up and do all the great stuff, you know, right. all the skills and all the tools. And often you'll find in personal development programs, they start with this self, they work on this self and they end with this self. Mm, What's different yeah. about power made perfect is that we're Christocentric. Mm-hmm. So it's based in Holy scripture and we're going to bring Christ along and not just tagging along, but he's literally at the center of all of our work and our teaching. So you can find out all of that and what those uh, sections are, restoration Mm -hmm. and resurrection and all of those lessons that we have. Um, And then what's really great, what's really neat is that we're collaborating with Solve Maternity Homes. Okay. And so we have this great partnership, Power Made Perfect and Solve Maternity Homes. They are a nonprofit who take in homeless pregnant women. Mm -hmm. Most of them come from an abusive or sex trafficked background. Yeah. And they house the women help them take care of them and help them deliver their baby and help them for about two years after the baby's born. So it's not just, Hey, you had your baby. We're kicking you out. Right. Solve homes is an amazing organization. And so I am, I have, I'm very committed to anybody who joins power made perfect. I am committed to your growth and I know, and I, you want to live a life of generosity and gratitude. Mm -hmm. And so to show that I am a hundred percent committed, I am donating one full day of housing and program services to a, you know, pregnant mama in need through Mm -hmm. solve maternity homes for every person that signs up. Oh my gosh. So we're trying to get as many people to sign up so we can just get as many days and given to these women as well in this maternity home. But also for you too, like we want to do the work on ourselves, but it also feels really good when you work on yourself and you know, you're immediately helping someone else. So we have this great partnership with Solve Maternity Homes as well. Oh my gosh. I just got chills. What a beautiful ministry. Yes, it is. I love them. They were based in Southern Florida and I connected with them a few years ago and I've worked with them for a few different events and, and helping them with their, with their nonprofit. And I have gone to visit them and I've seen the moms and, and I've met with them and I'm just in love with them. And I just knew that when we were creating this program, that we needed to do something that was really uh, showing people that this is what we're called to. We're mm-hmm. called to live lives of gratitude and generosity. And Christ calls us to this. So if I'm doing this work for the Lord, I want to make sure that this work is actually directly affecting other people. 
Wow. I'm so excited for the program, Leah. I can't wait for it to drop. I'm definitely, I feel like I'm in need. I feel like so many other women I know might be in need. Um, so again, tell us where we can find it. Just Yes, it's leahdarrow.com. You can also find it in my Instagram bio, but go to leahdarrow.com. You'll get all the information there and you can ask questions and me and my team will answer them personally. And let me just say this really quick sure. before we wrap up. This is for anyone. Yeah. You don't have to have some big, huge problem and think, oh, well, my problems are just kind of small. I probably don't need that. Mm, mm-hmm. If you're at a place where you're like, I, I need help on being a better version of me. Mm-hmm. I need a little bit of coaching, a little bit of support of being just a better me in my life. This is for you. And just think about where do you want to be in six months? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be the exact same person with the exact same problems? Mm. I don't think you do. No. <laughs> yeah. I think we right. want to evolve. I think we want to change. I think we need a little bit of transformation. And so this is a 14 week program. Wow. We're going to start it. August 2nd is our first day. Mm -hmm. We're going to wrap up the very beginning of November. So before all the holidays hit and just think about going into the end of this year, a truly different, completely different person. Yeah. Yeah. And that transformation is possible. And if you don't think it's possible, I I need you to be in Power Made Perfect because that's a limiting belief that I want to uproot immediately Mm -hmm. in you. Transformation with the Lord is 100% possible and he can change our lives in a moment. And I truly believe that and I know he does. And when you start believing that in your life, then you allow God's power to work fully in you. But we can't limit what he wants to do in us. Amen. Wow. I'm so excited for what God is going to do through you, through your ministry, through this program. Um, Before we do sign off, we kind of have a tradition here on our show where we um, share a blessing, how God is working in our lives and just kind of celebrate that. And then also a burden of the week or like a rose and thorn, just so we can um, have prayers from our community and for each other. Um, So I know I'm kind of springing it on you, but if uh, you have a blessing or burden, rose and thorn, high and low, um, it's kind of the youth minister in me who likes to like close up a wrap, a wrap up in that way. Uh, I w- we would love to hear yours so we can celebrate what God has done and then also um, lift you up in prayer however you need, big or small, this week. Yeah, so my rose and thorn is the exact same thing. So it is my daughter, Amelia. Amelia is my seventh child, and mm. she is my baby girl that I lost through mis- yes. miscarriage. And she's my rose. And she's also my thorn. I, mm. I, um, I'm so thankful for her life. I'm thankful that her life literally changed my life. And I just miss her so much. I mm. want her. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm, I'm being a little selfish. I, I want her here, yeah. you know, and uh, we just, as parents, we want to, we have these children and we expect to have them mm-hmm. and we expect to raise them. Yeah. And, uh, that doesn't always happen in the way that we think mm-hmm. because I, I did have her and, um, I raised her as far as the Lord wanted me to. Mm. And now she's raising me mm. from heaven. It's and so it's, I would love prayers on just continued healing and embracing of that cross. And, um, and I believe in the resurrection. Mm. So I know that she is there with the Lord. And I know that, God willing, I will be with her one day. But she's she's both my rose and my thorn. 
Amen. Yeah, I did um, see on social media and um, me and my family, we've been there too. So I can completely relate. We have been praying for you and your family for sure. So uh, just be assured of our continued prayers for that. Um, And thank you so much for sharing so honest and vulnerably. I know that even that by itself um, is a blessing to a lot of people out there. So Mm-hmm. Um, well, now we know how to pray for you this week. Thank you so much, Leah. Again, uh, Power Made Perfect is coming out uh, July 22nd. You can find it on Leah's website, on her Instagram, so all the socials. Um, we want to thank you so much for blessing us, Leah. Thank you for coming on. And uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up there. <laughs> thank Absolutely. you so thank much, you. Leah. Absolute joy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Snacking with the Saints. Snacking with the Saints is a member of the Spoke Street Catholic Podcast Network. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating or leave us a review. You can also subscribe to be alerted of when we drop our newest episodes. You can find us on Instagram at snacking.saints.pod. Come on over, tell us your blessing and burden for the week. Maybe we'll share it on air. And please remember to keep us in your prayers. We're definitely praying for all of you.